tell the damn story of the podcast that celebrates the trials and tribulations, the challenges and joys of creativity, and hopefully along the way helps you discover how you want to tell the damn story. I'm Chris Ryan, and here's the legend of the show, the one, the only, the creator of so much fun, Alex Simmons. How are you, Alex? Da, 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 da. Hey, hey, how's everybody? Who's here from Pittsburgh? Yeah. There you go. Hey, Chris, how you doing? How you doing? Doing, doing all right. It's been. Uh, that was nice. Well, thank you. Nice. We're working on it. We're working on it. We're in episode 151. The That's reboot right. begins. We'll talk about that whole episode. Yeah. But yeah, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to get this to the next level. So, uh, weird week, man. Weird week. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, weird, weird is relative. So, what, what well, was weird I mean, for you? You know, we we got everything that's going on nationally, but uh, our area, yeah, um, got hit with a, a really powerful storm. Kind of came up the east coast, but when it got to the town, there was this kind of period of time. It was like five to one to one fifteen, where you know, the rain was going left to right, you know, or or south to north or whatever. Um, and the wind was hellacious. And it had to be 50, 60, 70 miles an hour because, here's my proof, um, it cracked off a l- long, thick uh, tree limb 10 feet away from my house. Oh. Drove it about three or four inches into one of my son's rooms. Oh, man. Was he, right through he, the roof. Boy, it was cool, though. I mean, boy, it's fine, right? <laughs> boy, was... Somewhere else, having dinner with his, uh, or after lunch, I guess, with his girlfriend. So, yeah, he was safe. And um, we had just gotten a, that that room redone a couple of years ago. So uh, we're getting that that patched and we're getting the roof, you know, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, just crazy. Wow. And I am in, literally, I'm in the last pages of this journey that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Rewriting. Um my first novel and um, applying everything I learned from the writing of the first one to all these years later and working with a professional editor and that kind of stuff. And um, every scene, every beat and moment has shown me uh, how much I've grown, you know, and um, even scenes that I thought were tight and emotional Here's, the, here's one of the lessons for today. Less is more. Ah. <laughs> if, you have, if you have three descriptors, one will do. Just yep. choose choose the strongest one. And uh, if you have five beats in a scene, three will probably be better. Mm. You, know, you can't cut indiscriminately, but you can pay very close attention. And well, the difference see, between tailoring and tailoring. Yeah, 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 and and you want to be a tailor, you want to be a craftsman, um, and I, I think the way people learn, you know, read everything, read everything you ah. can, and and be willing to read your stuff out loud and read it intently and read it again. You know, um, Gabino Iglesias uh, was a local writer of of growing fame and infamy. Um, and if you don't follow his Twitter, you should because. Uh, he has breaks, but he doesn't want to use them that often. He will say what's on his mind, and it's just refreshing. Um, but one of the things he tweeted, uh, I guess, over the summer was 
um, write, rewrite, and then read your stuff, fix it, read it again, fix it, read it again and again, and then about four more times, keep working on it. And, and, you know, uh, it's, he's right, you know, um, and I'm learning a lot and it's almost that today I'll finish it and God bless it. But, uh, you know, I so it's been that reference. This is a point of reference. How many pages is the manuscript? It was 376, 78, and it's down to 360 right now. So we've, lo we've lost and we've added two new things. So, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, just for my sake again, I, I lost a little sound. 376. Yeah. Um, I think it was 376. It's now 360. So we've lost about 16 pages. Wow. But we really lost more because we've added two or three uh, pages in new scenes. So, yeah. So it's it's a process. And uh, for those of you who are creative, it's, you know, that growth. that And that's what we're after. Um so between the violence of the storm and getting this done, and I did get accepted, a second short story got accepted for publication. So that other part of me trans, you know, transitioning from fully independent to being a hyphenate um, is is pursuing, uh, is pr progressing. You know. Now, now um, which which piece was this? Because you've told this us about was um, this is going to appear. I can't tell much more about it without permission, but there's okay. There's, um, as a book, uh, an anthology, I believe I can. I believe I can say the name. You know, uh, love in the time of Corona. So, um, and mine was I, I wrote uh, about an older couple, um, and I wanted to approach romance and love from a different point mm -hmm. of view. So, uh, cool. and it worked out pretty well. Um, and I don't really do a lot of love or romance writing, so. Well, you, you do in your real life, though, because you constantly, well, yeah. lady, the goddess, you know, respect and respect, yeah. so, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think it's a, an element of everything I write, you know. Um, I think, it, you know, you have to, you're going to reflect the world, you have to reflect. Mm -hmm. Novel is about one thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, speaking, I was talking to the goddess today, I was speaking about this, you know, this, this novel. I said, I think it's a spiritual novel. Disguised as a horror novel, disguised as a police procedural. <laughs> okay, that you must know, have been a space with humor, but so, so yeah, that's you know, so it's been that kind of week where it has been a real seesaw, you know, and um, just crazy, man, crazy, crazy. We had to use a generator this week, you know. Uh, uh, yeah. The power was knocked out in your area, right? Yeah, for, yeah. for a couple of days, uh, and the heat, you know, it started getting hotter, and uh, that was hilarious, because, you know, me and my grown-up sons and the wife are, all right, what's this, and it's all pictures on the generator, so that's the, and one person <laughs> has a manual, and we're reading, and did we do this right? And it turns out that we have done everything wrong with this generator since we bought it after Sandy. We stored it wrong. We uh, you're supposed to drain the fuel. Everything wrong. So the generator would not be uh, uh, at fault if it just were like no. But <laughs> God bless it. God bless it. it you know it, it. 
it, it overcame, you. overcame our collect or my stupidity. It overcame. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take care of you guys, but see what they did there. start taking see care of me. <laughs> you left right, this. So it's been a crazy week for me. What has been going on with you as uh, we kind of uh, warm no, up for this funny. episode? The same storm. Here we go. 151. The same storm that you're talking about obviously hit the Bronx where I am. Uh, not the same severity, or at least in the area I'm in, not to the same severity. But I remember looking at the I think storm was, came to the Bronx. Bronx was like, yeah, bring it. Go ahead. What you yeah, want to no, do? Yeah, no, out here. Go to Jersey now, now, now. Right? <laughs> we brought, you know, it came through. It, you know, it did some damage and everything, but not like you're talking about. But one of the things I did was I looked at. I think they called the Doppler. I I looked at that beautiful graphic overview of the storm as it was hitting land, you know? And if you can imagine that the storm is this, this, this almost like a, like a hurricane or like, no, not like a hurricane, rather, like a, a tornado. It's got this little focal point where the eye is, right? And then it sort of unwraps into this much wider area, right? So the wider area goes out to sea and then and as you follow it back in, you know, this narrows and starts to curl in, it covers all of New York, parts of Connecticut, and the eye of the storm was over Allentown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting here on my little block watching the trees bend and everything, you know, dogs go flying by the windows and stuff. And somewhere in Allentown, yeah, right, with the woman on the bicycle, right, Somewhere in Allentown, Pennsylvania, a guy is sitting on his front porch in the sunlight smoking a cigarette. <laughs> that's where the island didn't seem too bad to me. Yeah. yeah. We lost about we lost about 30 trees in Allentown. And the people who were like chopping them up and taking them away, the DPW, who did an amazing job, they were saying every, you know, three, four, five pounds in all directions. Lost about that many. A lot of old trees. Wow. No longer you know, I always yeah. feel for that because old trees had history, stories to tell. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. I also was doing a lot of work online teaching uh, screenwriting uh, for the uh, New York Film Academy. And a lot of my students are in different parts of the world, you know, so they're all, you get these multiple faces staring back at you uh, in little grids. It's like watching Hollywood squares. Yeah, there, there's my old age again. Um, but, you know, there's these images. And it's just wonderful. So a lot of information was coming about the world and where people's heads are right now, especially young people. And it was really sort of interesting, this sort of movement, you know, over the months I've seen, I've seen them go from confused and distressed, but trying to determined to, God damn it, I'm going to kick this thing and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make, to, I have my film or I finished my script and, and I want to do this. And I want, and there, you know, it's almost like so many of them are back to being, kids or teenagers or a couple of you know people in their 20s but they're back to being yeah i want to do this and i want to do that so i've sort of watched folks deal with the pandemic and deal with the stuff that we've been under the umbrella of for four going on five months so this past week was you know the sort of the not graduation but we're coming to a close of a lot of the classes and i was just watching them and i feel like yeah we just we just came through uh, dark times, you know, for lack of a better word. And there is hope. That's the feeling that I got from that. And a lot of creative questions, which we're going to talk about today, too. A lot of writer creative questions about going forward and, and how do I approach this and what do I do about that and who do I work with. Yes. 
just so we are not accused of being completely ethnocentric, we are both aware also that all around the world there are a lot of bombings and explosions and, and you know, horrific things. And, you know, that might be what's inspiring some of the creativity, you know, but creativity is the is the reaction to the world. So, yeah, yeah, if there's any way we can uh, help teach people how how to use their instruments, that's what we're here for. So, yeah, you know, that's the the other thing. That's another thing that, you know, that we're talking about today is also about communication, telling your story. Well, telling your story proudly, telling your story clearly, um, because um, a phrase I, I used uh, earlier this month was, you know, sound bites do not end the conversation. They're barely the beginning. And for me, I think that, you know, we need to become more eloquent, whatever, whatever our style of speaking is, we need to become more eloquent and more willing to explain or to, to, to flesh out where we are, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, and begin some sort of communication between people. Uh, as opposed to saying, well, you know, you know, you know what I mean. No, I don't. <laughs> Obviously, I don't. I'm not getting it. And, no. and we have to grow past the uh, the fear of expressing ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and hopefully be blessed with some tolerance to listen. Yeah. You know, as others, you know, so we can learn about point of view they're coming from. You know. Yeah. Um, and respectfully, I mean, I think that's an ingredient. We, we're not. We need to be shoveling more of that into the bowl, the mixing bowl, because, yeah, you can express whatever you're thinking, absolutely, and you can come out at people like you know an avenging madman or woman, you know, or you can express what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're confused by, in a respectful way that generates dialogue, as opposed to diatrap. So yeah, you know, very, very interested in learning how to ask the questions. Yeah, to get to the next level of that conversation. You know, yeah. all right. You know, explain. Uh, uh, give give me some more information. I'd like to learn more about that. Uh, why do you see that? How do you see mm-hmm. that? Uh, yeah, and really you know, listen. And listen. Listen. Yeah. yeah, and then it's all, ultimately up to you yeah. to you know uh, use what you what, what works. You know, yeah, what helps. Um, not work, what your, works for you, but what your helps. experience is an analogy of that too, because creatively, you could have locked up and locked off with your final rendition years ago of City of Wealth. Yeah, you could have. When it was placed in front of you, the opportunity to work with somebody who could communicate to you additional ways, or maybe even some better ways, or a different way of looking at certain aspects of your story that would make it better. You listen. Not only then, after listening and processing what you heard, and I'm sure you had some questions of your own, you utilize that information, and it's taken and, you to another level. And honestly, I sought it out. I I had seen because I had been writing so much other stuff, and I think you know if you do anything for a long amount of time, you get better at it. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's mashing potatoes, you know. You know, grandma's really great with those mashed potatoes. That's because she's been doing it for 40 years, right? Yeah, 45, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, you know, same thing, you know. Um, even a blind pig finds an acorn now and then, right? Um, so I noticed that um, I had grown, you know. I would try to use that without uh, 
making some kind of a judgment. We don't have to say, I think one of the traps with creatives is we feel an obligation to say, we're great. You know, I was at a writing conference one time and a guy, a kid actually walked in um, saying, I'm the best writer in here and I'm sorry about all the rest of you uh, uh, being disappointed. And that was his opening statement. So not only did everybody want to see him fail, <laughs> but he closed wow. all doors upon entry, right? Yep. Uh, and hopefully he grew out of that, that kind of thing. And I think uh, both as teachers and as lifelong learners, to use a, tri a kind of tired phrase, um, you get that opportunity to grow. And growing is, you know, if you don't grow, you atrophy, right? If you're not, if you're not growing, you're dying. So it is the preferred method. <laughs> let's Bro, keep yeah. growing, right? All, all so, in favor. Uh, let's point. talk about that. Let's talk about teaching. Let's. Let's talk about teaching. Let's talk yeah. about um, uh, how both teachers and writers, or excuse me, teachers and students, learn from the experience of discussing the topic, right? Whatever that is. You know, you both, I think we've learned more as teachers oh, than we may have learned as students. You know? Hey, uh -oh. I learn, I always learn something from my students. But also, nice segue there. <clears throat> One of the things that I, you know, we talk about on the show, and and you know, 150 episodes, we talk about a lot, and we'll mention more of that as and we go. This is a yeah. 151. Yeah, right. Without the rum. That's right. right. I want to tell every. No, anyway. Uh, I mean, none of that. One of the things that has come up several times over the over the, the years that we've done this is that if you're an independent, or if you're promoting yourself or your product, that that's a separate mindset from being the creative writer. You know, you are now stepping into the head or the, the department of promotion, you know, and, and that that's a different mindset, it's a different hat, there's a strategy that goes with that, distribution goes, that's another category. And what I have found that although I can do this, I can promote myself, I can write promotion copy, I can, I have had to accept on numerous occasions that that's not the, my, my greatest strength, it's just not. I can do it, I can do it well enough, sometimes really good, something really good, but it's, it's, a, it's an uphill push for me. And so just recently, um, I launched a project, and I'm not gonna go into what, but the bottom line of it was the, the, the amount of time, the weeks that I took trying to learn certain marketing and promotional techniques that would be, and some software and tech techniques that would be useful to me to move this uh, product of mine, this service of mine forward. And, you know, it, as, as you often make fun of, you know, I am, I am not a spring chicken. I'm not, I'm not falling apart. The, the feathers aren't falling off completely. They're changing color. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an older person. And so absorbing all this stuff, yeah, I see, I see too. Yeah, yeah, I noticed you got your lips tied, glued, glued the lips together. That's right, that Elmer's really works well. But um, you, know, you have to be willing to, A, admit what you don't know, accept what you don't know, and then determine whether or not you want to learn it or you want to hire somebody to do it for you. In my case, I decided there were things I needed to learn, and later I would get help. And so I have found uh, mentors. I have found uh, documentaries and, and, and uh, information tapes. I have books like crazy that I've gone through to build up a promotion and marketing platform that's strong enough for me to utilize 
to get this service out. And I'm just saying that, again, it's a different head. It's um, there's steps involved, you know, this. But again, like a, a writer putting together a novel, I had to plot it. I had to figure out what were the elements involved. I had to work out an outline for it. I had to script various aspects of it. I had to do a certain amount of research in order to have the information I needed to script out what I needed to do. And then finally had to put it all together and send the machine on its way. Whether or not it works, we will find out. But again, everything's a learning process. You know, there's certain things you can do. And then there are these things you really have to spend some time learning or getting help with. And I think, you know, in terms of the editorial, you got help. In my case, I had to learn a lot of stuff. Um, I look forward to getting help with this, you know, not too far down the line. I would happily not do some of these things myself. Well, I agree with you, but I also, I think it would be disingenuous if we didn't add the sad fact is that creatives most often, you know, are going to be required to do a lot of this. Mm. We are going to be left to our own devices as far as promotion, as far as uh, getting the word out and appearances and all that, you know. So, you know, you don't have to run out and do a press release or launch something. But the sooner you can find a means of learning, the better, you know. And here's a plug for the public library, everybody. (laughs) You can get a lot of that stuff for free. You know, I love that they have a couple of apps that you can get digital books or books on tape uh, for free. And then, you know, one of the great things is that when it's due, disappears, you don't have to go back, you know. And you can always go into the brick and mortar uh, library, you know. But if your if your library is in uh, library card is in, you know, bad status, pay that <laughs> fine, get that status. Well, just it, pay the fine once, get the status back, and then get those apps, and you'll never have a, a fine again. But you'll have all the resources, and that's so powerful, you know. Uh, podcasts like tell the damn story. Free yeah. source of information, you know, and charming as all get out. We are, uh, the, yes, we and, are. and and well yeah. read. Well, actually, we're in and black. Humble. Yeah, but we're, That's we're right. Um, I noticed that mine is like a Yankee blue or a deep blue. <laughs> now that the you know my eyes have adjusted to the light, I said, "Oh, look at that! It's not quite black." Uh, so I'm, you know, That's all I gotta say. Party, <laughs> party foul for me, but okay. Um, so. The more you can gather now, the, the better, right? And I would also add to that, um, I'm here as testimony that um, don't wait 10 years to try an editor, you know? Mm. Uh, the, the experience has been earth-shaking for me, life-changing for me. Uh, as a, you know, as a creative, I don't know what it might lead to. That's another category. But in that I was able to, I'm able to look and evaluate in a more reasonable and clear-headed way, you know, uh, that you can't, you can't trade that away. Let me, let me take what you just said, springboard just for a moment off of that. You were talking, yeah, uh, about not letting, you know, 10 years go and all that. 
Um, I have a well, we we know somebody. You know, he's a he's a, uh, a friend named Jerry Kraft, and Jerry Kraft is a, a writer, artist, uh, illustrator, and he's got a new book out that came out just a few months back called The New Kid. It's a graphic novel. Uh, it was the first graphic well short story. Jerry has been telling this story for years, the story that he eventually put into this book, uh, something that he grew, uh, as an adult, he grew year after year more and more eager to try and do something with it. And he put out a, lot, a number of independent books of his own with Mama's Boys and a few other things, and doing you know, reasonably well with it as an independent publisher and creative. But when, and I forget the publisher that did it, forgive me, Jerry, or forget, no, hell with it, I'm talking about Jerry, so the publisher's out there. Anyway, um, a publisher came along had seen a lot of Jerry's other work, you know, some of his freelance work for other people, and they said to him, you know, what, what have you got? What else would you like to do? Blah, 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 blah. And so he gets the chance to tell them about this story that he's wanted to do. Get to tell the damn story. That's right. And he even told it here. He's one of our episodes. And they loved it, so they said, go for it. They, they signed a contract, signed a contract with him. He put in a year writing and drawing this book. The book comes out. Now, remember, this is a story he's lived with four years, right? It took a year to do it. Worked with an editor. One of the first times that he worked with an editor in that intense a scenario. The book comes out. It has won multiple awards, including being the first graphic novel to win a Newbery. It's won the Coretta Scott King Award. It's won several others. And the word on the Internet now, Jerry and I keep missing each other. We keep calling and at each time the other one's busy. But the word on the internet is it's been picked up for a potential TV series, or at least a special, animated special. The new kid, Jerry Kraft, look it up yourself. Um, but here he was working with an editor who took this, the talents and the skills he already had and helped him laser focus it in a way that he has this, this, this project he's wanted to do much of his life is now out there and doing well for him. So, you know, again, we can... We can make the journey on our own, like the, the creator of Bones, you know, who did all of those black and white books, stories, I mean, for years on his own, and eventually Scholastic picked up all of that and is, they're running with it. Or you can do a Chris Ryan, where you work and you get, and you got recognition on your work, so, you know, don't, don't step on that. I mean, I, well, no, right. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm just, I'm just putting it out. 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 you know, you, there was room for improvement. Yeah, and, 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 you, and you were willing to do that. So I'm, I'm just honoring that and saying that, you know, you're making that move. And Jerry, you know, so there's this sort of bridge of possibilities. You're welcome. There's this bridge of possibilities. If you're open to learning, exploring, discovering, and then accepting that, you know, maybe it could be better. Let me do that. Let me, let me, let me strive for that. And, and let me say that Jerry... He's probably one of the best named people in the industry because his, his <laughs> is all craft. It's just gorgeous. <laughs> and, you know, it, a good story well told is one thing, but a good story really well crafted, it's a, it's a thing of beauty. So if you haven't seen The New Kid, if you haven't picked it up, yeah, whether okay. you go to the library or to the bookstore or order yeah. wherever you do, Yeah, you're not going to really be disappointed. It's a beautiful thing. Um, all right, so let's talk about um, uh, putting together face-to-face and online curriculum. That's that, you know, the school year is coming, and um, 
Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Well, uh, you know, you're talking, you have, you've been teaching now for how many years? This is my 30th oh, year. Well, years, right? <laughs> my 30th year. 30th year, yes. So this, it's this very is likely right. the final year, too. Wow. Um, but 30 years of stepping before students, high school students in particular, yes. um, and, and, and helping them to open their minds to literature. I mean, I'm sitting here, I pulled these up um, uh, a little while ago, uh, just to reflect the, the range or a portion of the range of the type of stuff that I read. I mean, I've got, I've got everything here from Langston Hughes or uh, Sun Tzu's The Art of War to Mr. Churchill's Secretary by Noel McNeil's wife, Susan, to Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, to Robert Parker's Spencer mystery novels. And then you, you, you know, because I called you the other day about it, I just pulled in this book called The Olympic Pride American Prejudice by uh, Deborah Riley Draper and Travis Trasher. And this is about this, this, is, this is key about keeping your mind open, always looking for information, digging for information. Be Indiana Jones or whoever you want to be. Go for it. Because you and I have talked for years about a blackjack story that I conjured up in my head the basics for 20-some-odd years ago, over 20-some-odd yeah. years Now, let me, let me slide just one thing. Okay, go ahead. You're going to do the punchline. Four years... I don't know if you've noticed, but occasionally I will roast Alex, you know, <laughs> usually about being a little older than Moses. But I've also teased him endlessly that this story about that particular Olympics is yet to be written, right? And he always was giving me that. I wrote a sequel to it. He still hasn't written this story. And then he calls me up yesterday and the secret has been revealed. Yeah. You know, you can call them the muses, you can call them fate, you can call them whatever, but now we understand, Alex and I, why he never wrote this story. Alex, the punchline. Okay, so here's, here's the punchline, but a little bit of a lead into it. I first started thinking about the 1936 Olympics. I had always heard about Jesse Owens. Always. You know, that's growing up. That's who you hear about. I was watching in my late 20s, I was watching a Charlie Chan movie. Charlie Chan at the Olympics, as a matter of fact. And within this fictional film, which takes place proportionately at the Olympics, there's actual footage of the Olympic team, the American Olympic team, arriving in Germany in the parade down the street. And then later, there's actual and footage. Charlie, Charlie running? No. <laughs> It'll be fine. And later, there's scenes of the Olympics itself. So two things popped into my mind as I was watching this. One, cool, I'd never seen that footage of the actual buses and the Olympics. And that was great. Uh, I'd seen footage of Jesse running in the Olympics. I'd never seen any pictures of a black woman at the Olympics. But here in this movie, there's one of the team members is a black female. I'm thinking, who's what? Okay, cool, great. Okay, knew nothing about. But up to that point, history had only mentioned Jesse, Jesse Owens, Owens, right? As if he was the one raisin in the milk, right? Yeah. Well, well right? then, then a few years because later, history teaches you inaccurately. But go yeah. ahead. Oh no, I thought it was actually no. And so <laughs> a Charlie Chan movie. I want you to understand. This is what I'm watching. So this thing sparked some curiosity, but I didn't rush to find out. A few years later, I learned about the second black man 
at the Olympics because that's who Jesse passes the baton to. Jesse doesn't finish the, the race. He runs a certain portion of it, and he hands off the baton to someone else. So, so now we're up to two black men, one two, black woman. Right. <clears throat> when I got the idea in my 30s for Blackjack at the Olympics, and I had a whole concept of why he was there and everything, I found out about the two Jewish racers. Yeah, thank you. The two Jewish racers who were not allowed to run because Hitler wouldn't allow it. So, okay, now I've got these, these, these elements floating around in my brain, but I still am not writing the darn story. And as you said, you talked to me about it, talked to me about it. Talk. Scott Hanna, my buddy who's an illustrator in the comic book industry, who wanted to do illustration for it. Alex, great what's guy, the, great the guy. story? When are you going to write the story? Not happening. As you said, yesterday, or actually Friday, no, it was, it, was, it was Friday. I found out why I hadn't written the story. I didn't know now, why I hadn't written it. You were not doing things to find out about that no, story. No, no, You were going to educate yourself. how the yourself. universe works. You said music. Where were you? The universe. Where were you? I was home when right. a friend of mine in Atlanta sent me a link to an online class presented by Morehouse College, mm -hmm. Morehouse University. Right. And the online Fine, traditionally black college. Right. Was called Olympic Pride, American Prejudice. And it was about the documentary and the book I am holding in my hands. And I'm thinking, oh, Hold it up to the camera, just in case we ever use that. Video. I said, you know, that looks interesting. I said, you know, all right. Um, but let me see. Holy smoke. I said, <laughs> as I read on the cover of that book that they had a photograph of the untold story of 18 African-Americans who defied Jim Crow and Adolf Hitler to compete, compete, mind you, in the 1936 Berlin Olympics. How about that? How many? 18. 18. That's 18. 10 plus 8 that now, were Alan. there. Two of them were women. Yep. Now, in 2020 during the height of Black Lives Matter, during the height of, during this moment, we hope and pray this moment of change. Sticks. Now more than ever, that story, you know, that, yeah. that story needs oh. to be told. So yeah. now I'm back to my same old shenanigans. Tell the damn story, Alex. <laughs> well, you know, again, one can look at this and say, had I written the story before this, oh, how wrong I would have been. Yeah. You would have been rewriting. I would have been spending major <laughs> times pulling my head out of, never mind. But anyway. But respect, though, respect yeah. that there's, you know, when creatives find that they can't tell a particular story, sometimes it's because there's a, a subliminal or, or a subconscious feeling that they don't have everything they need to tell that story, yeah. you know? And the answer for me, I believe, is always research and reading and all that sort of stuff. And I think it's suggested here that when the first, you know, when the student is ready, the master will appear. And in this and case, it was the form know. of this I ordered, um, online I thing and this book. And, you know, we're all students all the time. You know, I, and I mean, if book. Alex, you know, <laughs> Alex, who went to elementary school with Tyrannosaurus Rex, if Alex, T, we call him T, <laughs> we call him T, you know, always be learning, always be learning. Yeah. Always. 
I was going to say that I ordered the book expecting not to have it for another week. And then I found the DVD for the documentary as well. And I ordered that. The book showed up yesterday. So, you know, one of those moments where I say, thank you, Amazon. You know, libraries and everything are cool. Absolutely. But the book showed up at my door yesterday and I went, yes. And I eagerly, eagerly talk about it. So, um, be, be again, careful of that abyss. The yeah. abyss that is Amazon. People making $13 billion in a day. Watch out, Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> well, as long as I can I make it. I'm going to be labeled a libtard. That's not really what I am. But, you know, I know that some people don't have, you know, the, the, the billions that is Alex Simmons. You know, yeah, some yeah. Of right. us regular yeah. folk what, have what to go to the been, library. You've been smoking. <laughs> I am. All right. Well, there's another teachable moment there. There's another teachable moment there. Alex saw this book was available. This DVD was available. He said, I'm going to be using this extensively. This is worth the investment. That's right. So sometimes you have to. Knowledge is power. Yeah. Yeah. But to have it in your hand and to have it where you can return to it again and again as you're writing Mm -hmm. the story, uh, sometimes it's worth it, you know? Um, I'm gathering so much material. I'm teaching a couple of new classes this year. I'm, I've bought so many new books for a graphic novel class that I'm teaching and uh, a true crime, right? Now, true crime is usually, you know, that whole section of true crime and, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's Columbine or this murder or that murder. But I'm looking in 2020, we're going to be honest. Racism is a true crime. Right? That's a that may be a key true crime in our well, history. So I've been buying different stuff to look at. This is part of it. People sure. were at the Olympics never mentioned. That's right. Never that's, that's part of it. Um, I have a book I just picked up by a guy a guy named Rutherford, uh, How to Argue with a Racist. And I think we'll chunk that out and talk about different sections, different excerpts of it. You know, I being able to communicate, learning how to get points across, yeah. you know, or to live in a way that teaches is is the only way to move the civilization forward, you know, and, and shutting I, down, I, avoiding, going into I your own bubble. Forward as opposed to collapsing on its face. I brought yeah. children in this world. I would like them to have a world worth living in. Um, speaking of that, speaking of yes, that. Sir segue away from, but actually as a part of, again, acknowledging that this is our 151 episode, 51st episode, and that we have have interviewed many artists of many different uh, mediums. We have discussed all kinds of uh, aspects and elements of creative writing and creativity in general. Uh, We have even, uh, on a couple of occasions, produced writing material as a team on air as a part of, you know, displaying the process. We've done a lot of stuff, you know, in this episode. In these 50 episodes worth of 50. 150. So in 151, one of the things that I really wanted to do, and Chris and I talked about it, and he said, you're you're a damn fool. But he says that anyway. No, actually, I'm sorry. Chris said, you're a damn old fool. But that's that's not the point. That's not the point. Never, never. Never would you say damn, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. But what one of the things you I remember wanna... the name of the you remember the name of the podcast, right? Yes, damn. <laughs> Who named that? Going forward, we really, really, really enjoy 
when we've enjoyed over the years uh, when our our fan base or our you know the, the people who come across our episodes uh, comment or ask questions and so forth. And so going forward, we've got 49 more episodes to do before we hit the big two zero zero. And I wanted to know, we wanted to know what. And we'll be as old as Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew I kept that blowgun for a reason. We wanted to know what do you guys want most or need most from us in this series going forward? What would you like to see us do more of? Would you like to see us interview more writers? I mean, everybody from, from Don McGregor and Jerry Kraft to uh, Joe Lansdale and the ladies from, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound sexist, but I was trying to remember. Sisters Linda in Crime. Linda and, yes, yeah, Sisters in Crime, but Linda and. Linda Rollins and yes, Jane Kelly. There's Linda and Jane. That's what I was pulling for. You know, we've, we've covered certain events. You know, I've even been over in Europe. And we've communicated back and forth about some of the things we've seen there. What would you like us to share with you more? And what we would like you to also share more of your writing with us. That is another thing that we have opened the door to receiving samplings of. You know, if you want to send a short story, you want to, you want to talk about a, a, a problem or a challenge you're having with a passage in a tip, particular type of story that you're writing. These are things that we actively would like to interact with you on, be more engaged with you on, because you know, telling the damn story is fun for us. It gives us a chance to share what we've been fortunate enough to learn either on our own or through the mentors, through the material that we've read, through the life experiences we've had. But you know, this is a give and take. And as much as we wanna give and share with you, we wouldn't mind the reciprocal, you know. So that you know, that's that's the lead-in I wanted to say to Chris. I, I just I just had a moment there. I just had a moment, you know. If you want to add to that, shave it down a little bit, whatever. Well, I mean, there may be things that um, people tune in for. We want to do more of that. Yeah. There may there may also be things that either many people tune out or fast forward or say, uh, I wish they were just less of that. We'd like to know less of that. We can do less of that. You know, just like we rewrite uh, our own creative work and edit our own creative work, it's time to look at um, tell the damn story and freshen it up. Um, maybe Open even as much up. as a whole new reboot, you know, depending on what kind of feedback we, we get from people. Um, yeah, tell us the best and uh, least favorite thing, and, uh, <laughs> and we'll do more of the former and less little, you know. You um, know, actually, yeah, it is, it is interesting, just so everybody hears this again, because this is what we do, uh, the analogy of sharing your writing, your baby, with an editor who, who isn't, you know, your, your significant other, and, and having that editor give back give you feedback on it, some of which may hurt, some of which may bother you, some of which may request that you change or remove something that you're really, you know, attached to, that you, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear what you would consider negative critiquing. But it's, if it's constructive critiquing, then you do need to hear it. And you do need to think about it and process 
how will that make the, my writing better or my creative project better? So it's the same thing as what Chris is saying now with the show. We're enjoying doing the show. We have enjoyed feedback that we've gotten about the show. We would also enjoy, and we have also been trained to face, that there may be some things that people would say, you know what, eh, uh, you know, when you were talking about that other thing, you know, that's really, you know, I really listen to you for such and such. Or, but, however, so, you know, let us know. And we will agree or disagree, but we will always be open and responsive and professional and the jovial, wonderful old dudes that we are. True. Yeah. That's correct. Um, yeah. So it would be uh, it would be fun. So uh, wait, this just in. Okay, one of the first changes. It says more knock knock jokes. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> I don't even remember the first few. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we've ever done a knock knock joke. You know. So you know. See what happens. Something I will do though. Um, last episode, if I remember right, was last episode. You know, my my memory isn't what it used to be. Um, we acknowledge the age of, of a character uh, who turned 80. Um, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, Mr. B, uh, Mr. Brooklyn himself, uh, Bugs Bunny. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and it was fun. It was fun. I, um, in writing this week uh, and posting in, in Instagram and, and Facebook, I acknowledge someone else who, unfortunately, isn't with us any longer. But I did just, once again, want to just bring up um, Denny O'Neill. Uh, in, in talking about learning from people, uh, in talking about people sharing their knowledge and their information, in talking about writers who affected or changed a medium for the better, uh, you would always have to mention Denny O'Neill. Uh, you know, what he did for the Batman as series in the, in the in, uh, when he started working with Neil Adams in particular, but bringing mystery and some sort of more tangible, concrete life, inner life to the character. Uh, Batman, Green Lantern, Green Arrow, that sort of thing. Uh, that I, was would, I would argue that without the Neil Adams, Danny O'Neill reboot of Batman, we may not have the DC universe as it was. Because Bat mm. Batman... Because of um, Seduction of the Innocent and all of that, Batman had become this clunky, goofy character, you know, fighting aliens. And what Batman is today is the core, Yeah, you know, um, with Superman as the heart and soul of DC. And a ton of that uh, credit has to go to Denny. Yeah, you know, yeah, and and I don't think, in honestly, I don't think that in the history or in the industry, I don't think uh, he gets the the kind of um, Mount Rushmore type of respect that he should get. Put his know? face on, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, people talk about Jack Kirby and Stanley, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's, you know, Ditko, you get a little bit too. Uh, O'Neill and uh, Adams are up there. You know, I I also think Roy Thomas doesn't get the the enormous. I mean, he is the guy who's presiding over the widest, uh, uh, the second wave of creativity mm. that really cemented a lot of what we're picking through 
for the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. And there's elements of the DC Universe that owe its uh, uh, existence to Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. Yeah, I would I would say very strongly too that you know as you talk about because this again one of the things I want to know we like to talk about sometimes the behind the scenes stuff. Denny behind the scenes like Archie Goodwin, a name that that also should be mentioned. Oh, All right, guy. yeah, yeah, I agree. Denny was not only a writer but also an editor, and as I said before, sharing. Denny would share his knowledge with other editors or writers there with the young people coming in, just starting their their climb up through the industry. Um, he was, he was not, um, he's not a petty man. He was not a small man in that way at all. And, you know, that's one of the things I like to respect. A lot of people talk about Archie and talk about, he was the same way. He was a, a man who enjoyed what he did and was not hesitant to share that information, to share that knowledge and experience. And natural as, teachers, natural right, teachers of the editor, Exactly what you're saying, because as an editor and a teacher, your job is not to, to smash people. Your job is not to knock people down and step on them. Your job is to build, is to is to give them the information and the, and the constructive criticism necessary for them to hone their craft and become their best whatever. And that's what I feel these people did. And so again, you know, just to sort of bring it to its circle, um, I wanted to again acknowledge not only Denny's place in the industry, but I also want to thank him for the time he gave me uh, professionally and for the friendship that we enjoy. And I was just very sorry that the last few years we didn't really see each other. Yeah. But either way, that's, that's the truth. These are people that inspire us. And, and, you know, this is another reason why we, you know, we, we try to be, we try to turn around and give back. Yeah. And, and here's, you know, here's the Danny O'Neill. Here's the, oh, hang on. Let me get my cup here. Here's the Denny. Yes. Okay. Um, this is a quieter episode. This is not as boisterous as, as we have been in the past. Um, but again, just to reiterate, you know, we've had a, a wild week. We survived a storm. Uh, you know, um, you, you, you've done uh, the and yeah, you, and you bombings brought, and yeah, bombings right, bomb, and yeah, oh, Corona and yeah, <laughs> God help us. And you know what? Yeah, uh, you know the 20th Century Fox logo? No, I don't. Mean, it's like 20th century Fox. Oh, yeah, right. Spotlights yeah. and stuff. Someone redid it this 21st century sucks. <laughs> <laughs> As I, yeah, uh, you might, you a know, lot 2020 of really is going to get the. 2020, take it away, please. You know, oh, I'm, I'm more for let's turn it around. That's right. You know, I want to still be here at the end of it, and I would like things to be better by the end of it. And so let's let's do what we can to make that happen. And in terms of, you know, again, prep preparation for that let's take responsibility for what we're doing out there let's let's share information let's grow and learn as creatives let's keep you know creating and giving um and and speaking and telling the stories and for you folks out there listening to us please 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 you know let's let's engage even further let us know what you think of the show what would you like to know more about hear more about who would you like us to interview all that good stuff and um so we can continue. And you can get what you can get us. So we're on uh, Teledam Stories on Instagram, right? Facebook, uh, right? Facebook, Instagram. We're also email if you want. TTDS at uh, no, TTDS on air at gmail.com. 
And it's in a, it's when you when you come to when you go to us uh, through Anchor or the other platforms, it's usually right there uh, as podcasting platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our podcast so is descriptive. Let us know. Let us hear what yeah. you have to say. Drop it in um, whatever. Again, if 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 we're going to grow it all and and move forward, it has to be as a community. Right. Where, you know, and we want to be part of your community, and that takes communication. So let us know. Yeah, what can we do better? What can we do more of? You know? Yes. And now, and you know, of course, we're going to get an avalanche of emails. Yeah. Ryan, stop yeah. teasing Alex. I have to behave for the rest <laughs> no, of the day. They're probably going to ask for the opposite. You know that. You know how folks are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Give me a wedgie. Okay. So, anyway, um, which Dear Chris, Alex looks great for 200. What? <laughs> Again, <laughs> um, again, Chris, as always, an absolute pleasure. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, brother. Again, yes, okay. And congratulations on reaching the uh, the, the the end end of the, the rewrites. Yeah, yeah. Gonna, now we see where it goes. Yeah, um, absolutely. You're here. People start requesting to see the book. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully we'll get some, uh, you know, uh, Publisher, that would be a good thing mm -hmm. to get a publisher because that's part of the goal. Is uh, as much as independent gives us so many things that we can do and so much freedom. Uh, to quote Joe Lansdale, yeah, it, 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 if someone publishes you, it means uh, they vetted you. They're saying yes, he's he's a writer okay. or she's a writer, right? Yeah. And uh, I, that's one of the things I need. I think for all the creative to be uh, more attractive to the public. You know? Absolutely. Um, I'm if I got to get that badge, I'm going to get that badge, bro. I'm going to get that badge. You know, pin that sucker. Oh, no, anyway. Uh, We're all of us can be very Alex winning Alex Simmons. Not all um, of us can be that. Some of us still have. We will try. have over the next couple of weeks some wonderful new news to share with you, you know, because we're all we're, we're chasing that rainbow and we're working on some things. So we'll be sharing stuff with you over the next mm -hmm. few weeks. And most assuredly, we'll be responding to your commentary. So until the next time, Chris, a pleasure. 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 And you want to bring gentlemen? Yes. Do what it takes to tell. The, the damn, damn store. Got to work on the rhythm thing here, but <laughs> okay. You know what it is? What? You used to set me up, and I would say it, and we've never practiced it together. So that's what we're gonna do. See, no, we okay. have homework, folks. That's we it for yeah. One fifty-two. We're gonna be better. We're gonna rehearse. We're gonna meet in the dance hall. That's right. <laughs> okay. okay. From the Take dog, care. Adios. <laughs>